0: to the most must-hear podcast in professional wrestling history. That's the Reverse Realm. I am Rob E. Mahogany. Feeling really brown today, really rich. And on this here episode, number 23, we're going to be discussing how this is becoming an AEW podcast. (laughs) Future endeavors yet again. And... The prophecy of one Phil Brooks and Cash Shit. Because this... This is the Cash Shit Podcast. It's been a while. Now we're back with the jump off. Goons in the club case something jumps off. Um, It's been a while uh, that since we've been together here. Uh, we've done a lot of subsequent dragging offline. Um... I have to say this is going to be an episode where like we talk ourselves into the episode. Cause I just have I have I have nothing. 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 If I don't have you. <laughs> and um I'm a little empty. Um I'm trying to re- even remember. I watched NXT yesterday. I did watch NXT. I'm a, I'm actually remote right now. I'm on my tour still, um, rebuilding America. Um and I watched NXT, and I woke up a few days with wrestling on my mind and in my spirit, and it was a heavy feeling. You know, I feel, I feel particularly bad for the uh, remaining eight people on the WWE ah! roster. Um, so watching NXT on, <laughs> watching NXT on Tuesday um, and just knowing that morale is, like, literally in the septic tank, Um, I just felt bad. I couldn't even get as in as I wanted to because I'm looking for the tweaks, I'm looking for um the modifications that are being, you know, shoved down their throats via brass. And even hearing that backstage, like it's just a sad place to be there. Um rewind to Raw. Um Raw was not. Horrible, but I just don't care anymore. I think I'm finally oversaturated with all the gossip, all the backstage news, and I just don't give a fuck anymore. Um, that's where I am. SmackDown is still brilliant, don't get me wrong. Um, NXT, for what it's worth, is still, you know, at least trying to write out the storylines that they have as their roster continues to shift and evolve and people continue to get let go. And, you know, they build stars that are then, you know, either released, called up, and tortured, and released. I just, take me, save me. I'm drowning right now. Reverse. Please. I was was
1: just letting go, because I really don't have much to say. We are just a tad bit over a week to go from SummerSlam that we are attending live, and... Nothing. Uh, There is not much of anything to be excited about. Um, I don't know, man. WWE is... Wow. I I really don't, don't know what to say. I have been thoroughly enjoying AEW, and Raw is just... It's such a chore every week to sit through um i watched the opening segment this week live and then i got my ass up and went grocery shopping (laughs) just so and i chose that time specifically to go just so i could waste time and come back and fast forward through the bullshit um raw is it wasn't a bad show but it's terrible if that makes sense it's just terrible. There, there is not a lot to be excited about in the WWE landscape. And-
0: um and what, what makes what makes it even more weird is that like it, it, the shows become like the shows become this this uh, bridge. It's, these shows there's of course like it's been this thing for a while where it's just like they're trying to get to the pay-per-view. Everything is a little to get to the pay-per-view, but now pay-per-views, like, they don't feel different, they don't look different, they don't pop, nothing major really happens. They're kind of just super shows at this point. But it used to be a point that, like, the weekly episodic situation was the build to the pay-per-view payoff, and I guess whenever we stopped paying for pay-per-views directly, I guess they lost the the drive to make them must see. Yes, one continuous um, story through all
1: shows, including pay per view. Now, so there's no high point and no real climax anywhere. You're
0: absolutely right. Ever, and yeah. allegedly we wait till Mania to get that, and you may or may not really get the payoff there that you're looking for. Um, and by am I looking for? I don't even mean like the decision that you wanted for a particular superstar, but just the level of of spectacle that you come to expect of those events. Um. We just all ordered face shields, you know. We're getting ready to go risk life and limb, um, and fend off variants like with Loki uh <laughs> in Vegas, and which is horribly frightening, but um more exciting than the than the in the actual part. <laughs> um and I and I'll say this like the SmackDown side always seems to have their side of the car ready, fleshed out, better stories. They make it make sense way quicker. Um than Raw does. Raw takes its time, Raw will be like in the go home show adding matches and it's just like it, it, how this is all the same company just speaks to the level of fracture going on from a leadership standpoint. Um, the fact that NXT SmackDown and Raw are underneath the same banner as the company is literally <laughs> one of the mysteries of the, of the, of the universe. I just, let me just, give you an example. Go ahead. I feel like you have something in your spirit.
1: The, the lack of continuity between how things work, um, from Raw and SmackDown. Apparently, these shows in Storyline are run by the same two officials, Daddy Deville and Professor Adam Pierce, right? So we watch SmackDown and Bianca accepts a challenge from Sasha. And we spend about Three quarters of the episode saying, oh, if this match is made official, (laughs) if Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville make this match official, then it'll be at SummerSlam, blah, blah, blah. We spend most of the show with that, and then we finally get word from them through the commentators, oh, it's been made official, blah, blah, blah. Because, and Sonya Deville literally says to Zelina Vega, you know, Bianca doesn't make the matches. I do. And that was because Bianca accepted Zelina's challenge, too. And it was like, huh? No, we make the matches. Fast forward to Raw. And I forget exactly what match it was that was made of Fish on Raw, but there was a challenge made on Raw. And quite literally, they push right directly to the back where I think it's Kayla Braxton says, this match is official. It's happening tonight. The challenge was laid down. It was accepted. It's happened. What happened to having, to have the proper officials make this match okay. official? Like just because someone issued this a challenge and is- the other person accepted it, the match is on right now. Boom! It's. It, I was, and I'm just like, oh my god, I can't.
0: This also goes back to them wanting us to believe that they come on the air not knowing what the card is. Right. To be- you know, that's always been something I've As hated. said before. Like, there's no way you guys come on the air and have no... <laughs> like, that's always been like, something I've hated. You don't know what your card is? And what's crazy was, Cole announced it, though. Like, Cole announced Banks Belair. I think they even ran a graphic, and then they were like, it's not mm-hmm. official. <laughs> I was
1: yeah. Like, what? But they had the graphic ready. Like, like, they,
0: read, they, they mentioned this several times. They ran it several times, and they were like, "Oh, banks Brother, banks Brother And then they were like, "Oh, it's not." The- and then they kept saying it. If this gets made official. Oh, it's official. The oh, this gets made official. And like, they kept. They should have run the the segment with Pierce and Deville right after the the opening segment. Right. Then it would have made more sense that we were waiting for it to be made official. But like to run it right to run it like throughout the program, it just got really weird. Um, and SmackDown isn't above critique, but that got, that got a little weird. Almost like they were kind of calling an audible or somebody was in their ear.
1: I yeah. But, it's, um, it's, and it might seem like a small thing, but it's indicative of the like inconsistency that goes on, not even between shows, hell, sometimes within the same damn show. And you're right. One of the things I've always hated about, um, these shows is you expect us to believe that, you know, you're on the air every Monday for a certain, certain amount of time and you come on the air, and all of a sudden you have no main of you. You got no main event for tonight, and the main event is made halfway into the show, and all, it, you just happen to have twenty five just minutes that wasn't allotted to anything in this weekly show. <laughs> like, okay,
0: uh, insane. You don't have a, like if, if nothing else, a main event should be ready for each week. If, if you, nothing, nothing else. else. And that's the one, and that's and that's the part of the card that they consistently don't have a plan for. Right, like they consistently like tonight's main event. It's going to be oh, like when uh, well versus versus groceries. Like it's like <laughs> like, like when
1: somebody makes a challenge backstage, <laughs> and they're like, "Sure, you can have your match. It's up next." Well, who the hell was supposed to be coming out next? Because if it was me, I'm coming out. Like, <laughs> how you hijacking my segment, bro? Just because you made a challenge? Nah, I am supposed to come out. It's- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was time for mid-TV, love. I didn't know you you was going to run a match. I had the the 920 slot for mid-TV. Fuck you. See, this is
1: how bad things are going now. We have to resort to calling out things that's happened forever to talk about. This, yeah. This is what we're talking about.
0: Because there's nothing to to pontificate about. Mm -hmm. We we haven't recorded since. We woke up one day Mm -hmm. and the unbelievable. That happened. That they had released Bray Wyatt. It's so bad that people feel like it's a swerve. Like, the, like people online are like, "Oh, they released Bray Wyatt. They didn't release the Fiend. Oh, they you know, like oh, they released Husky Harris. They didn't release Bray Wyatt." Like, like people are all online just like hoping. And I mean, like, what? Like, that's the kind of continuity disruption. That knock on wood, not wishing this on anybody, but that's the kind of continuity disruption you have to manage when someone gets severely injured, dies, um, has to be fired because of like, you know, rape allegations or something mm-hmm. external causes that kind of a disruption. You don't disrupt that level of character continuity, especially when it, it impacts a whole nother character that you, you still have on your roster. Um, you don't do that. You don't that's like shooting yourself in the foot. Like, why would you fire somebody knowing that, like, you don't have the chops or the plans or the writing staff to be able to carry this, like, gimmick on your own? And you have a whole nother superstar that's intertwined in that same gimmick. That's literally insane. (sighs) I don't understand that. It can't be because the budget cuts because y'all just sat on this call and touted how much y'all are making. Mm -hmm. This man's merch has moved consistently. This man is a former world champion. This man had a scheduled a scheduled return date. This man was in the gym, dropping weight, getting ready to get back in that ring. Um, and then if you fired him because of where you know, because of where his mental health may or may not be, that's even more fucked up. But like, I like Bray Wyatt just and I feel like we do this every time. We did, we do this whenever Braun Stroman got released. We did this whenever Aleister Black and Murphy get Like we've done it every time because it's just like, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no
1: this this one was, and, yeah, this one was was absolutely. And then there was insane. a release
0: since then, right? There was Bronson Reed and them since then, no. like Bronson Reed and them was after that. I, if I
1: told you back in April that so two people disappeared and went on break um, from TV after WrestleMania this year, that was Bray Wyatt and Sasha Banks. If in April, I told you one of these people won't be back and will be fired this year, there's no way you believe me. Sasha or Bray? And it's like, because you can't fathom them releasing Sasha Banks. You can't fathom them releasing Bray Wyatt, one of the most... Interesting characters they've had in the past 15 years who, like you said, constantly moves merch and suck my dick with that budget cut bullshit because all it takes is for him to get on TV and for y'all to throw up a new t-shirt or something like that. Like, get the entire fuck out of here. What is going on over there? What's going on? Bronson Reed had such a high
0: ceiling of potential <laughs> yeah they clear they have good at 205 they five. They've good at 205 and not even like good at 205 in a way that like i don't even know why the show is called 205 anymore right because you got 400 pound men um, on there wrestling main event yeah like there's nobody like they, they there's no roster left for for 205 for that show to even be called 205 it's main event essentially. It's it's, well, it's Sunday Night Heat is what it is. It's heat. Um, they've literally galvanized that entire roster, and then hearing all the scuttle button rumors about wanting to kind of repackage and reshape NXT and Raw's image, honey, <sighs> Raw is not that girl. It truly is not. And I just to hear that some of the some of the people there are rooting for AEW to win just so they can see some change. It all goes back to like everything that they let CM Punk say in that pipe bomb, like by God, our imitating life, like everything that man said has come to pass. That pipe bomb was years ago. And it literally is like nothing has moved since then. The pipe bomb was
1: literally a decade ago. That was prior to Money in the Bank 2011.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. And it's, it's, it's ringing. It's still ringing as true. And the man that said it has been sitting out of the ring for seven years. And he still poses a ratings threat to you because you've made no better stars since then. That is one of the most ridiculous situations ever. He still gets chanted for on your shows, you know, because you have not built anything to eclipse him or that moment since that then. He set away for a decade and is going somewhere else now. As a, as as the draw, <laughs> one of the draws that's going to that's going to take your ratings from you. And I'm and I I am. I've never been more excited for it. I think that that period in the '90s before the NWO happened, whenever the WWE was giving us like milk and cookies, and Hogan had left, and it was just like, "What is going on here?"
1: What's going on?
0: Um, before they kicked in the Attitude Era, like I remember, like feeling like I was betraying something because I was like turning the channel to watch something that I, because I didn't grow up on WCW, even being from the South, um, as a kid, WWE at the time was the thing that my grandmother watched. I watched that. I went overseas to Madrid, and on Sky Sports, all you could get was WWF. So when I got home in, like, ninety one ninety two, was whenever my cousins were like, oh, you never heard of WCW," And I was like, nah. So I talked into, like, Sting and Flair and everybody else that was there, and I, that was what helped was that. Around the time, Flair went back to WCW? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of familiar with Flair at that point, so I was like, okay, cool. Then when Hogan jumped, it was an even more familiar face, not one I was crazy about, but I, you know, I was able to acclimate and um and then thunder kicked off and they introduced luchadors and they had like their own little thing that made you know it but i remember them feeling like i was betraying you know something that i had loved for so long because i was looking at this other product like you know underneath you know or, you know with, with, with through splayed fingers it was like wait a minute well, let me see what's going on over here and then by the time the NWO kicked on it was kicked on it was given good like it was given oh this is peak tv right here baby um and then we, you know, we ran with the uh, DX at some point, and, and and things, you know, landed where they all eventually landed. But that that era, that time, it, it feels like now. It feels like the product is just. So I
1: noticed something while skimming through Raw, and it something that only happens on WWE television, mainly Raw. It happens sometimes on SmackDown, but mainly Raw, and that's the what chance. Mm. The what chance are the crowd entertaining them fucking selves because what you're providing isn't entertaining. The what chance don't happen at AEW, they don't happen at Impact, they don't happen in r o wage, they don't happen anywhere else. And somebody's gonna say, Oh, that's because it originating WWE nonsense. Chance transcend everything. There are woo chance for chops everywhere. You know, there's the two-count chants. This is awesome. Those are everywhere. So what chance only happen on WWE television? Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. CM Punk chants happen on WWE television because it's the crowd telling you, you fucked up. Yeah. There was a CM Punk chant on AEW tonight, but that is because... All um all Out was mentioned and the town of Chicago, the city of Chicago was mentioned. And then there was a huge CM Punk chant. And that's because they've also been teasing CM Punk for weeks now. So when prompted and when appropriate, they're chanting CM Punk in AEW. They're doing it in WWE as a fuck you. They're chanting what to entertain themselves. That should tell you what needs to be, because they're not actually listening. I think I've made this point before, mm. to what the person is saying. They're just waiting for the Nepal so they can say what. That is being removed from the product. That's being removed from what you're watching. You would never do that at a comedy show that you find
0: funny. Yeah. You don't entertain yourself. And, and so, well, they also don't do it when certain people are talking. Charlotte's got them in her hand now. Cena knows how to get them mm. back in her hand. Mm. Roman has them in his hand. Mm. They know when not to do it. Yes. yes. Um. And so, it just speaks to entertainment value. Like if there's a if there's something being said in the program that I cannot miss, that is going to be titular to the story that's being created in front of me, then I'm going to shut the fuck up so I can hear what's going on. If I gotta go into business for myself in regards to entertaining myself at the right, and for a see. ticket, then I'm gonna start saying whatever I want to in order to entertain myself in this in this particular place. In this whatever I line. want to yeah, yeah. Well, like when they start chanting for Becky, sure I, should, she should that down immediately.
1: I um I am extremely, extremely close. I'm starting to realize why the WWE YouTube gets so many hits and so many views, because I am dangerously close to just... Recapping. Reading raw results online, and if a segment sounds good or if it's someone who I really want to see, I'll catch the clip on YouTube. I'll catch the Charlotte clips on YouTube. Um. Oh that's really about it from um no that's I'll catch the RK Bro stuff that's about it um even I'm not interested now in Bobby Lashley because of who he's in a program with I don't give a slight fuck about what goes on between Bobby Lashley and Goldberg just hurry up and, and get the it the, the part
0: time refuse get it done the part-time are so dumb because like you 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 don't have that person there you know what I'm saying? So when you don't have a person there to like, you know, continue the feud with and to go back and forth with, even if they're like pretending to be broadcasting via satellite from somewhere else, like Seth did on on last Friday, um, there's still an interaction. Whenever you have somebody that's just not there, not in the building, and they're not willing to do that, and we've accepted the part timer formula, it's it's there's no reason for me to watch. I don't need to see Bobby come to the ring in a suit. There's no challenge for him in the building at the moment. He's not going to wrestle tonight. There's no need for me to see Bobby Lashley tonight. There's just no need when he's in a part-time refute. And so, like, I just wish they would stop um, doing that shit. I really hate it.
1: Like I said, it'll be my bathroom and concession break. I, I do not care. I do not care. I can't. I can't stress that enough. And I, I like I said, I'm dangerously close to just viewing clips on YouTube the day after <clears throat> because. It is such a chore, and I'm just like, oh my God, can this show be over? Hurry up. God, this shit is three hours long. <laughs> like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, On the contrary, I am very much looking forward to every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern for mm. AEW. They have been on it since fans came back. Every week feels so special, and their character building the people that are just... You you see the improvement. I want to point out specifically Britt Baker. That woman, my God. If you watch two or three segments of matches from her from the beginning of AEW when it first launched till now the improvement is sickening. She is so confident in herself and her promos now. And that was one thing I pointed out before, like specifically, is that she was so uneasy during promos. She... Her confidence is off the charts now. She is on it. Her in-ring game is on it. Like, Britt Baker is a fucking superstar, and I love her now. She is quickly becoming my favorite part of Dynamite. And ugh, that's saying a lot because there's a lot to like on Dynamite.
0: Um, when is we got J the new Rampage? show, Rampage. Yeah, when Rampage, Rampage
1: comes on Friday. It debuts this Friday in Pittsburgh, and Britt Baker's in the main event, defending her title against Red Velvet. And the following week, we get Rampage, the first dance in uh, in Chicago. And who knows what could happen there? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so wait, they're going head-to-head with SmackDown. mm
1: It comes on after SmackDown. It comes on at 10. I believe it's an hour show. Ugh. And it comes on I mean, at 10 I mean, after just, SmackDown goes off. get
0: it. I mean, like, shorter shows... They get to the shit and they get they get in and they get out. Like I just I'm the I, the little I stand alone. They've I got for.
1: three big title matches for this debut. Wow. Yeah, they've got three big title matches that they've announced for this show. They've hyped the show, and I I tweeted this earlier during the show. Something they do so well that WWE just cannot seem to do is they hype and promote their upcoming matches and shows but not at the expense of the show you are currently watching.
0: Mm. Like
1: they just get it. Like tonight's show felt good. And it wasn't like they just had a tunnel vision focus on Rampage. We got to promote Rampage. They promoted the hell out of Rampage. They promoted Christian versus Kitty Omega for the impact title, Brit and red velvet for the uh, women's title. And I forget what other title is on the line, but it's definitely another one. Oh, uh, Miro versus someone uh, for the TNT title. And it's just like, but still, tonight was so good. They had the sickening trios match to open where they featured Dante Martin for the first time and gave him all the play. And it was the epitome of getting over in defeat because he put on a showcase for himself. And Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks gave him so much. Like, it really was a showcase for him, and it was outstanding. And that's what I mean. Like, all this is still happening while you're promoting this upcoming new show on Friday. And it's just like, they they get it. They really do. Like, Britt Baker is in her hometown. She comes out wearing her hometown colors. And she's a heel. She's a tweener, but she's more heel. She's wearing her hometown colors. She gets to the ring, and she accepts the adulation. She bigs up her town. She. Talks about the crowd, the way someone would actually naturally act in their home fucking town, not coming out there shitting on their hometown, saying I'm glad I left this place. That doesn't happen. Only on WWE right. TV does that shit happen. She came out there, God, and it, it was she looked like a fucking superstar. And I would say watch that segment with her promo. Her promo was sickening, and the response. Was crazy. She looked like a. That is how you book people in their hometowns. So that
0: brings me back to something. So you know, we've seen the whole report that leaked this week about no midgets, nobody over thirty. And I part of me gets it. Part of me understands that, like, these are athletes, you know. So you need young bodies. Part of part of me understands that piece of it. Part of me also knows that with what wrestling is, and we always speak to the niche that is wrestling, that a lot of them people hit they they fifth and fourth gears in their late mid to late thirties, and some even hit that extra stride mm-hmm. in the early forties. um Triple H, AJ, you know Edge is back right now. Edge is back, and Edge is cutting up better than half than half the roster. seventy percent, eighty percent of the roster is. So it's hard for me to like. I, I can, I can, I can, there's arguments for both sides for the age component, but I, I, part of me understands it. But if you want young, fresh bodies to be able to compete and do what it is in the ring, why don't you want young, fresh minds behind this situation, Vince? Because you are a thousand years old. Mm. Yeah! And there's things that you find entertaining that are no longer entertaining, that have not been for decades. Um And even... The approach, like you're talking about, just the difference in approach and how they market their program, um, how they posit the program, um, how they, how they, you know, engineer responses, smart responses to smart crowds. How they, you know, like they use nuance. I know I use that word, like that is the word of season one of the Cashier Podcast. Nuance brought to you by, <laughs> like, it's nothing by by Wet Platinum. But, <laughs> uh, I. Uh, <laughs> uh, but oh, I, uh, I just don't understand where's like <clears throat> the way wwe moves versus the way aew moves is that like aew respects the intelligence of its audience that's what the difference is to me wwe does not respect the intelligence of its audience it doesn't want to leave us the opportunities to develop our own thoughts and opinions on their product, they don't believe they were smart they don't they don't believe we believe in continuity you can even tell that they still have piped in cheers and booze they don't even trust our response to things they don't even want to operate in a space that is organic and saying wow or, or really dig deep to create motivation that will engineer a specific response writers do that every day on tv they, they do they write things to engineer mm-hmm. a specific response if you can't do that and, you, and you're, so, you're as lazy as to say, let's pipe in cheers and booze that we can tell the difference in, you don't respect your audience. And NXT, for whatever Vince feels about NXT, NXT at least respects the audience's acumen when it comes to this particular sport, which is why they developed a, a smart audience. Because they went and, they, you know, they went and scoured the indies and, and pretty much siphoned them dry. But they, became, they did that and gave them search to the smart audience. But they still were really smart about how they posited their brand, how they posited them and built their matches. And their formula has not changed. It's not a hard – and, and then we're not even begging you to change your formula. Just keep giving us good, consistent storytelling based on the storytelling formula. And, we're, and normally we're fine. Normally we're not really begging but, but for so much. We'll, you know, you'll, you'll find a few pockets of fans that want to find something to argue about, and that's always going to happen. But in large, by and large, for the last ten years, we've been severely entertained by this product, and I hate to know that it's getting ready to undergo a transformation at the at and by the hands of somebody with antiquated thoughts on what is entertainment. Uh,
1: I I want. I wonder at what point does NXT. Become start start feeling like pointless. Are mm-hmm. we already there? Because it's like as good as Triple H builds these people and stuff, it don't mean shit. They at this point nowadays, they either gonna get fired just unceremoniously, right in the middle of some shit, or they're gonna bring them up to the main roster and completely buttfuck everything that. You they've done in NXT and not build off of that, and it's like at what point do they stop caring and NXT just becomes pointless? Like, okay, we're doing this, but for what? For what? AW listens to the audience. You give the people what they want. That is how you get people to watch. Their their number is steadily growing. Their demo has grown very well. Um, it's probably going to change starting this week because the challenge is back, which is usually um, historically has owned Wednesday nights as far as number one and stuff like that. So it'll probably affect AEW somewhat. We'll see how much. But it has constantly kicked NXT's ass. And it's not really NXT's fault it's just it's a WWE product and it's like again it's just starting to feel pointless to me because you get me into carrying cross with one feature and it's only one thing about this character i really like and when he gets to the main roster that's the piece you completely remove and kill scarlet and his entrance like what the fuck yeah, and what happened to this whole Oh, he's gonna go on a losing streak, or oh, he's not gonna be good until um, Scarlet comes and revives him. He just washed Keith Lee and just killed Jeff Hardy. <laughs> so, what happened to that? Why does he need Scarlet now? Like, and I understand Keith Lee got his win back, um, but it was a hard for con- contest, and now that seems to be done. But what you have there now is is the stupid ass 50-50 booking. So like which one of the like who am I supposed to think it's a is a bigger threat or a star here this 50-50 booking bullshit that y'all constantly do?
0: And and like, now now the bigger issue, like so Keith Lee won that, right? So normally a win speaks to like you gaining momentum. So you're like you're on the next week, and you're like especially the raw formula, the NXT formula. Not so much. You could take a break and kind mm-hmm. of move it around. He was
1: nowhere to be found.
0: He was nowhere to be found on Raw. Mm-hmm. So he carrying cross nowhere for nothing. Not a mention. And I'm I'm just really confused at this Ugh. point. And it's what's crazier is like what we've seen happen is apparently, you know, there was, we always felt like there was a, like, the superstars felt like there was no reason to get called up. And then some of them started saying they wanted to stay in NXT they did not want to get called up. Then on top of them not wanting to get called up, apparently Triple H was protecting some of them and sending, you know, like, who he wanted to send up, up. And it got to the point where it was like, well, you know, you're not sending us your best and your brightest. Of course I'm fucking not. Look what you do to my best and my brightest. I'm sending you what, like, what, what I consider like remotely disposable and somewhat under, decent enough to make you happy, and I got to keep this thing down here riding because you know my guys don't want to leave because they see what you do up top, and there's no, there's no promise that any of it will make sense. For instance, even even on <coughs> even as much as we praise SmackDown over on SmackDown, um, your boy Balor Prince Prince the Prince tips back through, does this thing comes out, calls his shot, a scene comes in, signs a contract, which should not be legal in any state that isn't Florida or Texas. And and now he's in the main event at SummerSlam. And Balor is now just somewhere kind of in abeyance. Calls Roman back out and it's it's now he's in this kind of like weird flux place. Because again, we're taking second second you know second string to um, a part timer and a part timer program that's kind of muddled, and I get what they're setting him up for is after Cena's gone loses at SummerSlam, but that makes that now axiomatic. Mm-hmm. and that makes that obvious, and it's kind of bungled. And this is the best you're going to get on main. Like that's the best you're going to get on main when it comes to like continuity making any kind of a sense or a call a call back, let alone a call up, being even remotely worth it. Um. And they're at least trying to, like, th- keep th- the th- prince...
1: This story is so stupid.
0: It is. But they're trying to keep the prince, like, gimmick in place. But the thing about it is, is, like, there's so many people he could have been feuding with as opposed to you injecting him halfway into a feud. He could have been feuding with anybody else right now as opposed to being, like, the middle ground middleman and, like, a placeholder weird... It's, it's really strange um, how that happened. And I say that to say... Like that's one of the better stories. That's one of the better call-up stories and call-back stories. Like because everything else is just like insane. He
1: he comes off as an afterthought. He comes off as somebody that Roman doesn't take seriously and is easier to beat than John Cena. So there's that. There's Mm -hmm. also the part of John Cena signing his name on a contract that doesn't have his fucking name on it. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Like nowhere in life ever is that ever. Legally binding.
0: I may make to jail, period.
1: Like, what? And then you have Paul Heyman on the show telling us exactly why it's fucking stupid, exactly <laughs> why it's not legally binding, but you're running this, oh, it's John Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Like, <clears throat> what? 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 Like, oh, my God. Ugh, incredibly fucking stupid. I just, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't <laughs> know. I don't know how a group of supposedly smart individuals come up with shit like this, and this supposedly smart businessman, this genius is like, yeah, that makes sense. In what world can you just run into a contract signing it, it grab a contract that's that's complete with someone's specific name on it and they have to sign it to make this agreement official and you sign your name and yep it's official you're now you take over all this con- like the name on the contract don't mean shit it's you signed it it's your
0: like I've always said, contract signings are dumb to begin with, especially in 2021, especially in 2010 and beyond. Everything is done digitally. If you know Adobe and send me that, if you hit Adobe and email it at the Cena would have never got it. <laughs> Without hacking his email. Like Yeah, and they
1: always, you're like, you're promoting the hell out of this match. You're promoting the hell out of this match for weeks and weeks for a big event, and you don't even have the contract signed? Absolutely. And now you're hoping this contract signing goes... Goes fine. Like, and I'm glad Finn Balor at least mentioned it because I'm like, eh, he, how, how you mad at? I'm sure you can be mad at Baron Corbin. He didn't sign the contract though. John Cena came down. And how does it make John Cena look? Like, you just came down, and you just stole a contract. Like, you wasn't taking that from Baron Corbin. They had Baron Corbin as the buffer, but that's not who you're stealing the contract from. If you are this stand up individual in this white meat baby face that you're supposed to be, this hero. You beat Baron Corbin's ass, grab the contract, and hand it back to Finn Balor.
0: Right. But that's the kind of hijinks. So now
1: who's the asshole here in this in in this story?
0: Roman or or Cena? I don't know. Yeah, but that's the kind of hijinks and shenanigans that Vince thinks is is cute in 2021. Like that's the kind of like, oh, so let's have and not even that. It's what, not. What the fuck is the summer of Cena?
1: he's here for the summer um on live shows and dark matches after raw and smackdown that's what it is um i don't i don't know man you got, you got the clear cut uh, what is supposedly the clear cut heel being 120% correct in this situation there's no gray area there's no middle ground there's no uh there's an argument no john cena is absolutely wrong and roman reigns is absolutely right <laughs> Who the hell am I supposed to be cheering for here?
0: <laughs>
1: Ooh, child, I, I can't, I can't,
0: I can't. It's definitely the ghetto. It's definitely the ghettoest thing that I've seen. Um, so it's crazy because it seems like there's more hype right now for Rampage than it is uh, and the next All In or whatever it's called, than it is SummerSlam. I feel like Rampage just got more hype behind it than
1: SummerSlam. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. I I am again at a point where it's about the fellowship for me. This trip to Vegas is about hanging out with y'all and Honestly, I'm more so looking forward to all of us being together and watching Rampage on television. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Live from Chicago next Friday, then I am going to SummerSlam. Like so, because we're gonna be together when Rampage airs, so we'll be watching
0: it. Minus and whatever may
1: happen, we'll we'll be watching it together. Whatever may happen, um,
0: it's just it's not exciting at all. Let me see what the card is even looking like right now for Summer Summer, summer Slam. We have Nikki um, Nikki Ashy. Versus uh, Charlotte and Rhea. <coughs> we have Roman and John, Bobby and Goldberg. Well, Charlotte is currently undefeated at SummerSlam, by the way. The Usos versus the Mysterios. I wish they would start saying, thanks, or two. I, that's what I, like, make it a two. Make it a thing so, like, you know, that we can have a three. Um, Edge and Rollins and Priest and Sheamus is the card as of the moment. Wow, to be honest, this, yeah. is, kind of, this is kind of preparing <clears throat> for Edge and Rollins and Bailey and Banks to snatch tonight again.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Edge and Rollins is going to be sickening. Um, and I I just watched Sasha and Bianca for the first time um on, on TV
0: mm-hmm. today
1: on the Hi. shitty Peacock app. <laughs> um. This app is fucking atrocious.
0: Someone said it would be.
1: Someone did say it it would be. It's fucking atrocious. It's it's just the it's it has nothing to do with WWE. It's the layout of this fucking app. Yes, like yeah, the functionality of this app. Not even just the WWE Network. The whole app. It is trash. It's so dumb. Anyway, so I'm watching WrestleMania.
0: You would vet that before you send your content to that app, right? Like if you were, if let's say, let's say you were, um. Let's say, perchance, you own some kind of a media, media conglomerate. You know, some kind of a film and production conglomerate. Let's say. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, and let's say, let's, say, ready, okay. you know, let's say if you were getting ready to sell some of that content to, like, a streaming-based service. Like, you would vet the streaming-based service first, right? I mean, yeah. I would
1: vet it. But, I mean... <clears throat> I, I I don't know what the and where I don't know where Peacock was or NBC whatever the fuck was in their in their process of having the app and what the app was going to look like. Maybe they like the way the app looks. I don't know. To me, it's absolute shit. <laughs> Maybe they love it.
0: Yeah, but, but it's I mean, shit. They, that's something you also like. Like before, you sell that kind of content. Even if the app wasn't like up, if it was in beta stages, like they would have been able to see it in beta stages, and they would have been able to ask the appropriate questions. But that's what I'm saying.
1: Maybe they liked it.
0: (laughs) Maybe they liked it.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. We don't know. Like I don't know what the conversation was. Maybe they liked it. Um, It wouldn't be surprised. We just went through a whole bunch of dumbass storylines that they apparently like that they're putting on TV. So, um, my point is. I <laughs> I watched Sasha and Bianca and it held up. Hey queen. It it's it's even better than I remember it um live honestly and mm-hmm. my two little mm-hmm. cousins were here. And mm-hmm. I put put them on my Instagram story because they were locked into the television. When I tell you these wild all over the place children were sitting down still as a daisy, focused on the screen. And I'm like, yes, the conversion has begun <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: for Sasha and Bianca. And it's just like, it's going to be so good. But I I can't be excited for it because it's just like, the product overall, the company overall is just... It's it's a fucking dumpster fire right now. It's so trash, and they're treating people like trash. Um, I don't it's, know.
0: it's, it's um, finally it's finally AEW,
1: Wednesday nights, eight pm <laughs> Eastern TNT.
0: <laughs> it's finally caught enough fire for me <sighs> that it um, circumvents the the entertainment value for me it's, it's finally enough stuff going on backstage that is beginning to eclipse the product in a way that i can't enjoy the products because it's too chaotic i don't know from week to week on an episodic program who's going to be on the episodic program the next week i don't know week to week what the storylines are going to do i don't know how far they're going to move and they even seem to move them at like a very uh, formulaic, granial pace, a glacial pace even, of like, we do this the next week. We do this like, there's never anything like, and life doesn't go that way. Like, life doesn't follow like a little match. Like, that's not how this, like, we could have like, some, we need a shake up. We need something different than the formula that we've been watching for the last a, a thousand years of the same thing happening every week. Um, and, and, and I think what's happened now is like even though like something makes something, there may be a little bit of nuance here and there weeks from week to week basis, nothing novel that we haven't seen is occurring and AEW is showing us where those things can still happen. Like, I think we get to the space of like, oh, there's nothing new under the sun. Wrestling is this. Oh, you're not the demo anymore. You're too old. You've seen it all. You're disenchanted. this that and the other. And then you go watch something else and you're like, well, no, they're doing it pretty fine over there. Now, all know they're doing it pretty fine over there. They're doing it, right. pretty, fine. They're doing it pretty fine in your uh, regular right. middle league. They're doing it fine on SmackDown. They're finding ways to keep us on the edge of our seats in surprise week to week on, on, sh- on shows within your brand. So it's possible. It's possible. But between Raw being a, a saggy fucking pamper and all these releases and all, like, like it's beginning to affect my morale as a fan. Like I can only imagine how they feel
1: backstage. I... I don't know. <laughs> Just I, I really don't know what to say. Um, I would... I would absolutely be... be shook if I worked there because, as we've said before, literally no one is safe at this point. Like... They have released people who have been sitting home forever doing nothing. They released people who are currently active on television who just was holding a mid card title and was a and had plans for. They released people who just returned to TV and had all these plans for. They released WrestleMania main events from this year. Um, <laughs> they, like they released complete money makers. Ah. So how do you feel safe at this point? And it's like, okay, I'm on tonight's show that we taped a day ago, but just got fired. Um, so don't know. Like, how does everybody not know? Well, tonight's match might be my
0: last year. <sighs> they got to release, and it uh, seem seemingly Cole, on a whim. They got to release Michael Cole mid broadcast. <laughs> you just gotta release COA as He's talking <laughs> at this point,
1: and it's like at that at this point, yeah. You get like because no rhyme or reason, no no. There's no pattern. It's just release a bunch of people, blame it on budget cuts, even though we're making a shit ton of money, and we keep touting that on every fucking quarter quarterly conference call to our investors. We can. And it's budgeting for what? What are y'all about to buy? Or who are y'all about to sell to? Because that's the only
0: two sensible options here. You know my thoughts on the sale. You know my thoughts on if this is even the thing that's happening. It just doesn't... Nothing makes sense here. So with that being said, I probably shouldn't even be like applying my logic. Um, because nothing makes sense here. Because to me, like I told you, like, the analogy was like if you had like a, a automobile lot that I was coming to buy out, you know, a franchise. And you got rid of all your luxury cars. You set a couple on fire. You got rid of all the security cameras. You the, like the nice office with a good desk. You set that on fire too. Like how do you devalue something? And like I said, even with that, like with a big merger, uh, of companies where a big buyout, they come in and tell you red line, get your books in order, put your books. I need you underneath this amount, in this area, this area, this area, this area. You negotiate back and forth. You settle on what is going to be that number in those particular given areas, areas or departments, and you begin to work to get to those numbers. You make you you go through comb through everything. You make cut cut cut. You know, or you make one big monster cut. You don't have a year and a half worth of cuts. That just doesn't make any kind of logical sense. And, I, and I'll stop there to say this a couple of weeks ago to kind of make a little mental health comment here. I had an anxiety attack and I was talking to a professional about it. And basically in an anxiety attack, what happens is the logical part of your brain. And if you know me outside of this, I'm a very logical person, very practical. If you see my face in action, you will literally see like my eyes shutter back and forth like I'm visioned on, in Marvel. Everything is, you can see everything on my face. When I'm processing something, and I'm 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 very logical, and so what happens in an anxiety attack is your body has to protect that part of your brain, so it will shut down the logical portion of your brain, and then the part that scares us is that the fantasy fear portion takes over. WWE is having an anxiety attack. <laughs> Exactly what's happening. There is no logical thought at all, whatsoever, going on in that building at all. And what has taken over is pure panic and fear and fantasy. That's where we are right now.
1: Yeah, I um, I was talking to somebody else and trying to explain to them what's exactly happening. And the and the metaphor I used was: imagine McDonald's is selling, but right before they sell. They discontinue the quarter pounder and the happy meal, and they burn the recipes. <laughs> Does that make any fucking sense whatsoever
0: and I'll take it a step further like they, they jump Ronald have... McDonald and take him to like the freezer and like repeatedly have hamburger or sodomize him like that's where we are right now
1: N- No wet platinum <laughs> it it's, it's... <sighs> Like, like you have these these stations fighting over this character. Oh, I want this character on on, on my on my show on Friday nights. I want him on my show on, on Monday nights. Um, because he's he almost immediately crossed over. I tell the story all the time about walk being the fiend of Halloween. And I'm walking through the train station. And the demographic, the different demographic of people who knew who the fuck I was, was crazy. Especially these banshee hood girls were walking through just loud as ever. <laughs> and they gagged me because one of them was like, oh my God, he's the fiend. And I was like, holy shit. How does she know who I am? Like, it's just... I. How do you fire that person? There's no other budget cut you can make than firing a moneymaker, a a crossover character, somebody who has the mind of a Bray Wyatt to come up with shit like this.
0: Constantly, consistently. That's who you fire?
1: I just... My God, that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. If it's a mental health issue, then you restructure his fucking contract and let him sit at home till he gets over it, and bring him back. He'll more than make up the
0: money when he gets fucking back. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the whenever Sasha went to go quit, they were like, I, I ain't having it." I'm sure if Charlotte goes to quit, it's going to get, I, I ain't happening." If Roman goes to quit, it's going to get, I, I ain't happening." If Becky goes to quit, it's giving, I ain't happening." You know, like, like it needs to be, like, literally exhaust all resources, all hands on deck. We cannot let this man, who is not only prolific on the mic, gifted in the ring, but, un- like, character development, that nigga can go work for, like, Marvel or DC if, they, if this is the, if he can keep training. I was like
1: literally just about to say... Literally just about to say that you can fire him and he has his 90 day no compete with another wrestling company, but that nigga can go elsewhere with that mind and come up. That nigga can go to Hollywood and work with fucking, uh oh, well, I was about to say West River, oh, James Wan James on Walker. the next
0: horror. Yeah. Like he yeah. can
1: work with Benicio Del Toro and come up with some shit like he don't have,
0: like that's crazy. He's coming up with movie Characters. Yeah, he can go work with M. Uh, M. Night Shyamane. And <laughs> don't do that.
1: Don't do that. That movie old is fucking terrible. Don't do that. But oh, it's like how can but but since since you mentioned M. Night Shimumu imagine <laughs> I, I he does have some good movies, right?
0: <laughs> and one of my
1: I think one of my favorites of his is Split. Can you mm. not see Bray Wyatt playing the main character in Split
0: <laughs> with and, ease? And eating it up, and eating it up. And but like, eating the set, it whenever up. they went to Fox, whenever the Fox picked up SmackDown, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, those were two of the names on top of their list in regards to like who they wanted on that brand. And I, I just, it, 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 it I. I ain't enough budget cuts on Earth, and I I, I I would have get rid of one of, the, one of the private jets before I let fucking Bray Wyatt go, and I would I would have closed down one half a Titan mm-hmm. Tower before I let Bray Wyatt go. I just do not understand.
1: Right, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't understand it's, it's, it. It's really there for me, It's really there for me. Like if, if the backstage mess has normally been the mess, and I've enjoyed it, and I always tell people, that, are like, oh, you still watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, because, like, it's good. I enjoyed this. Um, the athletes are on a different level now. they find fine as hell. Um, outside of that, like, you know, the backstage drama is, that's where the real mess is, and other, it's, it's to the point now where it's just, it's just, I know people that are probably still there are suffering, if not themselves. They're suffering for their friends that have been let go and had to go find new livelihoods, and here's the thing, AEW yeah, of course. AEW's roster is it's bloated. Excuse me. It's bloated. ROH, you know, is is what it is. Like Most of these rosters are pretty full right now. So everybody that's getting let go doesn't have AEW to go to. And let's not be, not for nothing. Outside of like, AEW out of all, like, cause they've fired 100-plus people. AEW hasn't picked up but so many, either. so let's not start that story of, now, AEW started with a lot of WWE alum. But in the midst of all of this, you know, Andrade, Malachi, you know, uh, Big Show um, and Henry, Big Show, Mark Henry, and Christian wasn't on a contract. So, like, let's let's not play the radio. They ain't picked up everybody that WWE has well, let go. So let's that, not do that. that
1: those are WWE fanboys saying dumb shit. Li- WWE fanboys saying dumb shit like that. But all you have to do is shut them down with, okay, well, where did all the '90s stars from from WWE come from? Either WCW or AWA or the NWA. Listen. So shut up. All right, like you know, Listen, like it's wrestling, of course. Yeah, that's territory that's like territory. saying, Oh my god, um, the Lakers picked up the Detroit Pistons leftover. It's basketball. <laughs> of course they gotta go elsewhere, you fucking moron. I always yeah. hated that narrative, it's so stupid. It's the same yeah. field, of course. So but here's, also the, anyway. here's also
0: the bigger thing, here's the bigger thing. If they even if they were picking up WWE's old toys, if they're doing more with them. If they're making them marketable, if they're making them stars, what the fuck is the problem? Like they're doing more Malachi the Black WWE.
1: is already more important Listen. than he's ever been.
0: Listen. In WWE. In already. no time. In no time. Miro. In no time. Miro
1: is finally mm-hmm. the character he always should have been.
0: hmm Like. What is what is the thing so, with wanting to take these monsters and make them into like these sideshow like comical things? Like what, what, what is that? What, what is the like the perverse obsession with like let's take this like dominant like that man was coming out there on a tank like like WrestleMania like Lana was stomping down that ramp like that mm-hmm. man was a legit monster at that point and was over as a monster. Then you put him through all of that mess, and then he got over again with Rusev Day. I just don't understand, like, I, I, you got he got over again in the way you wanted him to, and you killed that. So, like, all of this talking fuss about, like, NXT swarming that does not work, this that and the other, yada, yada, yada. Like, please show me where you're, where it's working for y'all. Because last time I checked, y'all, if Undertaker wasn't half dead, y'all would be calling him back. Y'all got Goldberg in there, you're calling him back. You call him back, uh seeing every chance you can get. You're trying to get the rock to come back. I'm confused. I'm confused what your formula is working.
1: It's not, and it hasn't for a long, long time. Um nobody's nobody's a standout star now. You
0: <sighs> Yeah, that that's it.
1: Rock um, and Cena are
0: the end of an era. Rock and Cena are the last generation that you produce. You may get it out of Roman. You may get it out of Charlotte, but you and you're getting it out of Sasha. But they are as likely to walk from a walk away as anybody else is. They probably have had their feeling. If they and if they can't go, if they can't go to another promotion, I can see them hanging the boots up at some point early. I mean,
1: Sasha and Charlotte have already eclipsed any kind of standard set. And so as others, like Becky and um Bailey and Natty, as far as like women go, because these women on top, they're usually there for five years at most, mm-hmm. as wrestlers,
0: mm-hmm. and they're
1: done, and the career's over. They, they're done. Yeah. They've been on the main roster longer than five years at this point, and you still have the NXT years like, so at this point, we're going on almost coming up on 10 years. Mm-hmm. with the with these women
0: being at the forefront and that alone is unprecedented and don't forget and don't forget Oscar and don't forget Naomi's already 10 years in wow the game.
1: don't forget Oscar you know what I absolutely have right
0: wow and they, Naomi as well Naomi as well is 10 years plus Naomi's 10 years in the game too so like
1: where the fuck is Oscar
0: where's Naomi Where's Naomi? I'm tired, man. Like, I, I just I cannot. I'm tired. I'm so tired. And I really just I thank God that like at least she's insulated. I'm glad Charlotte's insulated. But what's even what <laughs> I about it is that they probably want to go now. They probably just want to break. They probably got tired of this shit. It's so chaotic that the ones I would like, the people I overprotected mm-hmm. probably don't even want to stick around no more.
1: Well, nice. who is protected at, at this point? I, if Bray Wyatt isn't protected, then who the fuck is protected? Yeah. Like, he has all the twos. He's a moneymaker, great character, has the pedigree. He, he's a second generation, like, l- loved by his peers. Like, who is... How do you get more protected? He might be third generation. Is he
0: third generation?
1: Whose son is he? He's uh no, I think he's second because he's I.R.S.'s son, Mike Rotunda's um, he's a Rotunda son. Anna
0: Wyndham, but didn't Mike didn't granddaddy um, die? And they, and they took off. What, was, no, no, like, no,
1: no, no, no. Because Rotunda is married into the Wyndham family. That's what that is. That generation is like there's two different wrestling families in that one generation.
0: No, no, I know that, but I was I want to believe that. That his granddaddy died at some point and it was a wrestler. Oh, now this is messing me up. Who are you talking about? I'm 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 Googling right now. I'm doing my Googles right now. Let me see.
1: You're talking about Bray Wyatt being second or third generation, that's you mean?
0: His uh his grandfather is blackjack Mulligan.
1: What what no 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 no. Hold on. Mm hmm.
0: No, 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 let Let's. Uh... Yeah, Wyatt's grandfather is Blackjack. Jack Black Mulligan. Black Jack Mulligan? Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I think that's his grandfather through marriage. That's what I'm saying. Like, because Black Jack oh, Mulligan is Barry Windham's father. That, I know that for sure, because.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, because okay. Bar-
1: like Black Jack Mulligan is Barry Wyndham's father. Okay, and Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham, I believe, and the re- so the wind Barry Wyndham that generation and the IRS generation of Rotunda married. Right. Right,
0: but that was still so. That's father, still right? the same. Ge- it's because <sighs> his. Mom- so I'm assuming his mom is a- is a Wyndham. Right?
1: Well, what- how are we counting generations? Like. No, because the the female is.
0: <sighs> I mean, the rock gets him from both sides. The rock is because of his mother and his father. That's you know, like so. I think that would. I mean, if if Blackjack Mulligan, I guess, I rich.
1: guess that does when you may put it at that point. Yeah. But I yeah. think, but that's
0: not. I don't think that's. Wait, what? Hmm. I remember when it happened because he posted about it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What is what is going on? Okay. I'm trying to and now my phone is doing something something goofy. But yeah, I remember the, I remember seeing that blackjack Mulligan was his grandfather. We went off on a tangent, listener. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: because I mean,
0: because
1: Barry, Barry, I'm trying to figure this out and how I would, how I would define generation. Because Barry and Kendall Windham are, Bray's uncles,
0: it, it because Stephanie, it Stephanie Rotunda.
1: Yeah, so yeah, because their sister married IRS. Their father. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. and that—that's how Black Jack Mulligan is his grandfather,
0: Stephanie Wyndham Rotunda. because
1: yeah. their mother yeah. is a Wyndham, is a Mulligan, is a Wyndham. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean it's the same. It's literally the same thing as the Rock, as you said, they, yeah, because they married somebody with with because yeah, I guess. Uh, see, yeah. that's weird to me. To me. I wouldn't even count <laughs> I wouldn't even count Black Jack Mulligan as a the uh, even though it kind of is That is in family trees a part of like mm-hmm. his generation and family because it, it from his father and was the wrestler
0: biologically that that's and his, his grandfather first generation <laughs> right his father right right, right you know what I'm saying his, yeah. his
1: yes his father's first gen so mm-hmm. that, to me, means he's second gen, but he's, we're saying he's third because his mother, who isn't in the business, right, had a father who was in the business. Right. To me, that's weird because his mother would have been needed to be in the business for him to be third generation, in my point. Because there's a break there between I mean, I Mulligan, mean, his
0: a... daughter, and well, his daughter's daughter. Child. there's a break that's the, that's, that's the misogyny that's the misogyny yeah yeah
1: there's a break there like yeah there's a whole break there nah <laughs> that's not a straight down if it wasn't for that marriage then he wouldn't be considered
0: third generation at all I mean but rock's third generation comes from Peter maravilla
1: right but uh, same thing there same literally same thing there it's the exact same thing and he's considered third gen Rock is Biassi a- is the actual first third generation wrestler because his grandmother was a wrestler and his grandmother's son was a wrestler and
0: then well, he I, I, was. I, I get really- what you're saying. I you're you're yeah. drawing a direct line. I get it, but David, I mean we've 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 not done that. Yeah. We've done that for a while. So nah, like like full on. like I yeah, guess, like, third generation And
1: hey, Well, the point is, he still got fired, and that, <laughs> that didn't save him. That's the fucking
0: point <laughs> exactly. of this whole spiel. <laughs> to bring it back home, it didn't matter. How do you get more protected <laughs> <shit> <laughs> to
1: bring it back home? None of it fucking matters. Everyone's fired. What was that graphic or that uh, meme you sent us? WWE then, now, fired, like, what? Oh, Oh, <laughs> I can't. Poor I brain. can, uh, I can, uh... Oh. Anyway, I, I just... I don't know. I don't know, man. We we are at a point... You, you mentioned people asking you why you still watch wrestling, and I've probably said this on here before, because I always go to the point where well, when wrestling is bad, it's pretty fucking bad, but when it's great, there's nothing better as far as entertainment and television. There's nothing better than wrestling when it is on point. See Savage and Liz's saga. See the NWO and Sting saga. Like, there's nothing better. But good God, we are in a slump now (laughs) with WWE. And people, I implore people to just support a, I don't give a fuck if you watch. Just keep the shit on the TV and go do something. Give them the numbers, like, (laughs) the only way this shit is going to change is if AEW gets to a point where WWE has to be like, hold the fuck up now, wait a minute, which they should already be at, because this this is almost exactly what was happening in WCW. They weren't taking them seriously, but they started signing the right people, and all it took was one sickening story for everything to flip.
0: And so be careful. If you want to make this thing full circle right here, CM Punk said it wasn't going to change until that man died and his doofus stepson and idiot daughter. <laughs> and his idiotic daughter. Yep. He said it may not even change then but i i've seen enough to believe that that it will and i've never wanted you know you don't want to speak that over anybody's that life would. Lord, yeah yeah we
1: have nxt but, as proof
0: yeah but yeah. i don't and i don't want to speak we, anything we have nxt over, as proof positive. we do but i don't want to speak anything over vince but lord I, i'm i'm really beginning to believe that this ain't gonna change so that man is and i mean in the grave it ain't gonna change it's not going to change. It's either
1: in the grave or AW kicking the kicking Raw and SmackDown's ass that, again, nothing was going to change in 95. 90. In 95, we had the fucking Goon, Duke Dumpster Josie, Mantar, and shit. That's the shit he was giving us
0: in 95 going into 96. Well, I'm going to stop, not... stop you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. We had Bastion Booger. Right. Uh, uh, this
1: is what we had That shit wasn't going to change until Three Letters came and Swift kicked him in the ass and he had to be like, hold the fuck up now. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? That's what's going to have to happen. AEW is going to have to get to a point where they are eclipsing Raw and SmackDown and the networks are like, oh, why the fuck are we paying you a billion dollars when this company is over here getting paid a quarter of that and kicking your ass? That's when shit is going to
0: change. Well, I'm invested in helping them make that change. I know that you are as well. Um, after SummerSlam, Raw may not see me for a while. I just have to find my Charlotte Clips, and that's all I need from Raw.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. It's it's so sad. I, I don't think... Yeah. I don't know. And this is not just us. My other group chat... Is going through it too, and uh, I, I talk about them a lot. Of him, friend Marcus is like, who's the biggest wrestling fan ever? He all he does is sit home and watch wrestling. It's like I I don't I can't do this. I don't know what it's going to take
0: for me to get back in the raw. He's already checked out. <laughs> and speaking of, I'm, I'm about to pull up their ratings before we sign off. I want to see where <laughs> I want to see where it's flipping and flopping right now. I want to see if this is if 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 it's as ugly as it was the other week. Okay. Well, they've been consistently uh, between... They did did 1.9, 1.8, 1.8. Yeah. As long as they keep pulling in ratings like that, then they're not going to feel the need to change. But SmackDown is still still beating. Uh,
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't... I don't think it's about their rating, it's about AEW's. Like I say, AEW is a mere eight to nine hundred thousand away from them. And if they can pull that in with uh, CM Punk and Dan Bryan coming in and some great stories and shit like that, then then
0: it's game on. That's what needs well, to happen. Well, from your lips to the wrestling god's ears, I pray that is what happens because I am tied. Tied and with that being said Ooh. you can find us at the cash shit with an underscore for the i reverse underscore real please send him pictures with no underwear on and you can find me at roberts underscore rules on the twitters and this is the cash shit podcast the wet platinum edition